Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Chris and Amy Show, sponsored by Summer at SLU. Find your kids' best summer yet at St. Louis University. It's Amy Marks, Kors, and Chris Ranji on KMOX. It's good to have you with us on this Wednesday morning, January 3rd of 2024. Don't forget it's 2024. So. It is 2024. I have already forgotten that twice, including yesterday on air. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. 2023. Well, we are excited to bring in uh, Wall Street Journal reporter Eric Schwartzel. He's been on the show before, uh, most recently for his book, Red Carpet, Hollywood, China, and the Global Battle for Cultural Supremacy. And now Eric had a- an experience that I want to hear about. He went went to Hollywood and had an AI digital double made, an AI version of, of himself made in a very complicated process. Eric, thanks for joining us this morning. Oh, good morning. I'm excited to tell you a little bit about this very strange afternoon I spent here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, let's start at the beginning. What uh, AI version of yourself were you making? Is this the type of AI uh, actor and actress that we've seen in Hollywood films before? Yes and no. I mean, I think a, a lot of your listeners have probably heard the, the term AI, artificial intelligence, tossed around. And I was really trying to get my arms around what exactly it looks like and feels like. And so what I discovered is that what Hollywood is really preparing for is a future where movie stars or celebrities of any kind can get their digital doubles created. And what I mean by that is just basically scanned head to toe and and then basically created in a computer using that data so that they can be in two places at once. So if Brad Pitt needs to shoot a movie over the summer, but there's a, uh, a beer that wants him for a commercial, he might be able to license out his digital double and they can create a commercial using that double and air it on TV. And none of us would be the wiser because it looks so true to life. But in order to get that double, you first have to go through this scanning process that I did. Yeah, and oh so my gosh. Yeah, I want to we'll we'll talk yeah. about the um you know the compensation and I guess the weirdness of it in the first place. We'll get to that in a second, but um just the process of getting the scan done. You stand inside this it's almost like a sphere and there are cameras all over uh, above you to every possible angle you could you could think of. How long does that process take to get the scanning done? Well, the photo, the, the, the photography is obviously very, very fast, and it's all at once. So it's basically imagine you're standing in the middle of this sphere, and you basically just hit every red carpet in the world simultaneously. It's like all the cameras flash at once. And that is able to just sort of get you from every conceivable angle. Now, it used to be that an actor would have to go to multiple stations for this kind of head-to-toe scanning. Um, the, the place that I went is being run by CAA, which is a, um, a talent agency out here. They represent 
Julia Roberts, Beyonce, basically every famous person on planet Earth. And they put it all under one roof so that you can go through and basically in about an afternoon, go through each station and emerge with your digital double. That meaning, meaning they see how your body moves, they see what your body looks like, and they even do these really cool things with your voice so that they can eventually replicate your voice saying anything they want it to in any language. Okay, explain, just to delve into the process, because I love this, explain to the listeners why you had to pretend to lead a workout video, pretend to be surprised, and then also shout, the woman's purse was full of trash. Yeah, that was, that was, my, favorite, <laughs> that was my favorite phrase. So I'll, I'll break this down one, one at a time. So the workout video was just basically, they, had to, they put me in this incredibly flattering um, spandex workout material. I think great. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I just basically left my body. For, I, I just pretended this, none, there were no cameras in the room. And, um, and they, they had me do these basic stretches. And that was to show that was so that the cameras could capture and the, and the program could capture how my muscles specifically move underneath clothing. So that if in, in, in a world where they need to put me base in a superhero costume, they could, they could do it in such a way that it looks as though I'm actually wearing that that costume um and and then from there you have to do a lot of different facial expressions because i think we've all seen when this is done poorly you can you can have these visual effects experiences where people look a little dead behind the eyes or it falls into something they call the uncanny valley which is when we register is it not quite being human enough and so they want to make sure that they can capture you doing every conceivable thing with your face so that they can then replicate that as well. And, and the reason that I was shouting about a woman's purse being full of trash was because they have a list of phrases, and they're all as nonsensical as that one was. And what they do is they, they've discru- discovered that those phrases taken collectively constitute every vowel and consonant sound that the human mouth makes. So if they can collect all of that data, they can use it as a, as a foundation on which to build any word or phrase or sentence they need you to say as a, your digital double. That's just, it, it's such a, a, a wild thing that's happening now. And with the recent uh, collective bargaining agreement between the union and the studios, you know, you mentioned the, um, the hypothetical of Brad Pitt, who's filming a movie, but also he could be hired to do this commercial and his likeness can be used in the commercial while he's he continues filming the movie. So that's great for him. But does that agreement that they came up with, that the union came up with, uh, with the studios, does it protect all actors well enough? Well, I think it depends on who you ask. I mean, you're, you're, you're hitting on a really sensitive point here and an important one, which is, there's definitely a world where this could lead to haves and have-nots, right? I mean, if, if you can have Brad Pitt everywhere, maybe that puts other actors out of work too, right? Um, and, and I think there's also a major question that comes with, you know, Brad Pitt could certainly command quite a bit of money for his digital likeness to be used. What happens when you are a background actor who basically used to, used to collect, you know, two-week salary from being on set for 10 days, but now it's only needed for one day because they can digitally insert you for the other nine. You know, I think, I think those, those are questions that are still being worked out in, in real time. I think the reason that there's a real push from the talent agencies to get these scans logged 
is a let's be let's be real i mean the the agencies make money too if if even fake fake brad pitt is being licensed out right they can they can collect a commission on that but i think they also anticipate a world where these doubles are being made uh you know without any uh authenticity or without any approval and so i think there's a world where if 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 an actor can go to law enforcement and say that double double that's floating around out there that isn't the one that i scanned that isn't the one that i own they might have uh, grounds for some kind of copyright violation uh grievance and they might be able to better police bad actors using these um doubles for for reasons you know that could go in a million different directions i mean i think if you think about the the implications this could have for politics it gets very scary very fast uh, that was my question because we know already there are ethics for genetic engineering or cloning and we're debating it as the science moves forward quickly but if this is like the ethics of genetic engineering, this would be the ethics of AI engineering. And beyond ethics of compensation, we're looking at, okay, what about deception, uh, human likenesses, identity theft, taking that person? I, As you mentioned, this could go really far in, in misleading several people to misleading the world. No, you're you're absolutely right. I think it also could just get very weird very fast i mean uh what's this i mean right now this technology is is very expensive and it it is a rarefied thing to to get scanned and and have your digital likeness sort of be in in demand um but i think eventually as all things it will become more and more democratized and and so what's going to happen if you know grandma is you know, here forever. And, um, and we're not only able to have grandma around, but grandma is able to wish you a happy, you know, 75th birthday, 50 years after her death. You know, there's, there are all these, all these kind of things that you can tease out in your brain. I mean, I was talking to one executive in this, in this space, and he said, you know, like you think of the implications it could have for social media, where, where suddenly you don't need to have gone on a hike to, create a generate a photo of yourself that looks like you just did um you know it it could really become there really could become a world where where we're really constantly asking ourselves is this real or is this ai generated i think one of the concerns um i have and i'm i know a lot of other people have the same and by the way we're visiting with uh, Wall Street Journal reporter Eric Schwartzel on the Quiver River Electric uh, guest line. One of the concerns I have is that the the makers of the technology, those who are responsible for creating it and advancing it, I'm not sure I trust them <laughs> to implement uh, the right set of guardrails for themselves. That That I think a lot of these people just think, let's see what we can do without thinking about what the repercussions of doing everything they can like can actually are. So do you have similar concerns there or do you, do you think that they will be able to self govern? Well, I mean, I mean, I think it depends what I noticed that, that gets to your point was it seemed like when I would talk to some executives in, in this space, it felt like there was almost this sense of mission that they had to be the white hats. <laughs> mm-hmm. um and 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 be the good guys but i also think that in without there being 
real I mean, there's certainly a lot of interest coming from Washington in this space. But as we know, like it takes a very long time for the law to catch up to technology and technological advancement. And so I think right now what you see are a lot of people trying to fill in the gaps. Right. I mean, in a way, you know, having all of these actors log their scans is a bit of a guardrail um, against that because there is no law on the books really governing what happens if someone misappropriates your your digital likeness. So maybe claiming ownership is one way to kind of put a Band-Aid on it for a while. Um, but I think I think you're right. And also, I mean, 2023 was really a year where that question of of trust really emerged. And, and I don't know wh- where that solution takes hold. I don't know if it's with with investors asking more critical questions or whether it's lawmakers trying to introduce something. But it does seem like right now there is this kind of cleaving happening in the industry where a lot of people want to define themselves as the good guys. Now, you had the process done yourself, so you've got that AI image. Did they do anything with it and show you, hey, Eric, this is what you'd look like in a beer commercial? Well, they they did. They did. In fact, we actually had this we had this really fun thing that we did where they basically they they um they they cloned me. They 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 put me in triplicate where they they had three of me they on screen at one point. They were able to just immediately. I mean, I think one thing that you really have to understand about what makes this different than just traditional visual effects is like it's the immediacy of it. And they were able to just sort of immediately cloak me in this like monster makeup. I mean, and, and, and from there, you can do so many things when it comes. And, and think also, like, they had one day of scans for me. But if I were Tom Hanks and they could somehow be working with every photo and video of me taken from the moment I started acting, then de-aging becomes a real possibility mm-hmm. because they have so much data to use. They have so much footage of Tom Hanks at age 20 that it's relatively easy to to recreate that as well. And then on the voice front, what they're able to do is really insane. They're able to basically have you not just say anything, but say anything in any language. So imagine what that might do to dubbing or subtitles. Because if you if you have actors who can suddenly speak Japanese and look like as though they've been fluent since birth, what would the what would the need of dubbing and subtitles be? Oh, my gosh. Jeez. I did not well, even think of yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. The the possibilities are endless and also terrifying. So, uh, Eric Schwartzel, thank you for, for being the guinea pig on this. That was great. <laughs> you know, it was a really interesting piece, and uh, we appreciate your time today. Oh, all in the name of journalism. I appreciate <laughs> right. your time. Thank you. And listen, don't the suit was great. You, you, everything oh. was fine. <laughs> hey, hey I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. I don't know. We don't need to talk about the hairnet involved, but the suit, no. I'll, I'll take the compliment. There Thank you. you. <laughs> Eric Schwartzel, reporter for the Wall Street Journal, with us here on the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. A thing happened in Baltimore with the Ravens game mm-hmm. over the weekend, and I got some thoughts on it because I don't know how. I, I don't think it's a good look. I don't think it's a good look what the Ravens did, and we will tell you what it is when we come back on KMOX. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Not the clearest audio uh, taken from cell phone cameras at the Baltimore Ravens game over the weekend. And what you heard was the public address announcer announcing legend of the game Ray Rice. Hmm. Prior to the game, he was um, honored there. And for people who are thinking, I, I know I know that name. I know who that, why do I know who Ray Rice is? Well, if you remember almost 10 years ago now, uh, he was caught on video, security cam video back in 2014 in a domestic violence incident. And a bad one. A bad bad one. bad one. Yeah, he dragged her off the elevator. After hitting her. Yeah. She was unconscious, dragged her off the elevator. He was suspended indefinitely by the NFL and he never played again. And he was... You know, young at the time, so he still could have had a a fairly long career ahead of him. Um, Could have played several more years, but all of that, rightfully so, the league said, nah, we can't have it. Here's what my issue is with this. And I, I struggle with this to an extent because I do think people should be allowed to redeem themselves. I think that people can learn They can improve if they truly mean it and they truly want to and they're not forced to improve. It's got to be something that they they decide they want to do. Mm -hmm. But I am entirely uncomfortable with the Baltimore Ravens celebrating him. There's no reason to ever celebrate him. Yeah, great player for them for a short period of time. Awesome. Great. We don't have to make a big production about it. We don't have to announce him at the game. And from all accounts... People close to him say that he's really turned his life around and he's really done some good since then. Okay, maybe that's true. Maybe maybe he is now the greatest human in the world. But there is no reason for a team to honor him on the field ever again. Yes, and so the Ravens president said, quote, of Ray Rice. He was also consistently in the community giving back. Importantly, after Ray's incident, he owned it. On his own accord, Ray undertook critical work within himself and to bring awareness to and educate others on domestic violence. Nothing will change his past or make it right, but Ray's work has allowed him to atone for his actions and rebuild relationships personally and professionally, including with the Ravens. End quote. Okay, so here's the thing. Like you said, he may have turned his life around. And we hope so. I mean, that's the point. After you commit a crime, after you take terrible actions, uh, you want that and you person. you pay for the crime. You pay for the crime. You want to the person to be repentant. You want that person to change their ways. Because I will say, sometimes we 
condemn the person, but also don't give them the oppor- the opportunity or the grace to change their ways and say, I messed up severely. I want to change my ways. I want to take a different path. It's commendable that he uh, supposedly did this. The thing is, when you do take an action like beating your girlfriend, you give up certain rights and opportunities. And one of them is the opportunity to be honored by your football team. They can still say, yeah, maybe he can do interviews and say, I turned things around. But to honor him as a legend on and off the field, the optics are terrible. Yeah, you don't have to do that. You don't you have can, to. You it's can, unnecessary. You can pat him on the back, say, look, good thing that you did redeem yourself. Great. We're not giving you a day where we're going to honor you as a legend of the game. That's Amy Marks Cores. I'm Chris Ranji. You've got KMOX. It's Amy Marks Cores and Chris Ranji. We call it the Chris and Amy show. Um, uh, okay. I don't know That's why. one of my favorite... Again, if Trump didn't have real disastrous consequences, he'd be hilarious. And one of my favorite things is when he talks about something that is quotidian, something we have every day that we use every day, but pretends like he has a special name for it. He goes, well, the other day I was I got into my car, a car. That's what I call it. A car. (laughs) Everybody calls it a car. It's so funny. Uh, I sat down in my chair. A chair. Chair is what I call it. I call it a chair. It's kind of funny. It's funny. I like it. I love, like, the Chris and Amy show. That's what we call it, the Chris and Amy show. Well, that's that's the name of the show. Yeah, we, yeah. (sighs) We we came up with all kinds of different names. We thought of different things, and that's what we settled on, because we are clever. Uh, Dude, I got to tell you something. So I called customer service. Yeah, I'm not going to name the company. Okay. I had had placed an order, and I had since realized, oh, this is not going to work. So I called... To Mm -hmm. cancel it before they shipped it out. Mm -hmm. And Amy, I'm not kidding you. I was on hold. Now, let me preface this by saying I can wait out customer service. So if they say the call volume is higher than normal, I'm like, I'm I'm ready to go for 90 minutes. You ain't getting me to hang up. It's like staring at a dog. I will be. The dog can always win. Well, that's not true. But I will. Have you outstared a dog? Absolutely. No, you have I not. I beat dogs all the time in staring contests. Interesting. All the time. They never beat me. I'm glad you put in. They in never beat contest. me. Okay. So, um, yeah. So. You were ready to hang. I, I'm, yeah, I'm like, all right, let's go. You're not naming the let's company. Let's go to go. Yeah, I'm not going to name it's the company. It's not Pottery Barn, is it? No, it's not They're Pottery the Barn. They're the worst. I'm sorry. I have to name them. They've been awful to everyone I know. Absolute worst, but continue. <laughs> so, I'm on hold. For a couple of minutes, yeah. and I go, oh, my God, this hold music is so bad, I'm going to hang up. It's hmm. that, I tried to turn what? my phone all the way, I, yes, it was that bad. It was so bad that I thought, I can't, I can't do this. See, I can't do this for 10 minutes, let alone 90. So I got my phone out, and I record, well, I had my phone, and I had my iPad right by mm-hmm. me. So I'm like, I've got to record this. I have serious? to record this. Yeah, I, you've got to hear this. It is arguably the worst hold music I have ever heard. It's got to be bad because I know you, and on principle, you will outhold oh. anyone. Oh, just listen to okay. this garbage. Your call is important to us. A customer service representative will be with you shortly. <laughs> Do you hear this? It's like jazz. 
but it never changes. This went on for... And then it would have those little... Do you hear that pause? It would pause, and I think, oh, they're switching to something new. No, they go right back to this? How bad is this? I'm not kidding you. After, like, three... I'm like, oh, new song. Nope, same thing. It would break like that for a second. I would think, oh, they're going to switch to switch it up. I hung up. Wow. I hung up after after I recorded this. Than normal wait times. Your call will be answered in the order it was received. Oh, something new now. Oh, new song? It's going to be a new... Nope. This wow. is so bad. Please name the company. I'm not doing Was it. Was it local? No. Spectrum. No, not <laughs> Spectrum. How awful is that? That's incredible. It's it, it's just it because was... here's the thing. It it at first it sounds like a lot of other weight songs, weight music, yeah. old music songs because it's light jazz. Everyone goes to light jazz. And it almost sounded like, are you on the phone with a Hilton hotel? That's what it sounds like. Right. And then you realize. But it's just the same. It's like the two Mm. same notes over and over and over and over again. That's really. I had to hang up. And maybe that's their goal is, well, we don't want to talk to people. So we're going to make the music so bad. I was you know I was what? planning on every Amy. Everything in business is purposeful. It might be that they do that so that you hang up. You, I, you can filter be. out, filter out the listeners. Yeah, it, it has to be. The wheat from the chaff? the chaff? I don't know. What's the wheat and what's the chaff? I don't, I don't really know. I think you're doing that. What, you think so? I think you're the wheat and they turned you into the chaff. Is that how you say it? I don't have any idea. Listen. Can I tell you another thing? Yeah. I fell asleep thinking about this song last night. <laughs> you didn't. Yes, I did. It was it. It's just it doesn't change. That's not real music. How bad right. is that? It's a it's a three note sample basically <laughs> that they put on a loop. It's uh, I, I'm not I I hung so I you I hung thought, up. It took me about two three minutes and I thought this this is incessant. It's got to stop yeah. or switch to something else and it doesn't. And so then I thought, all right, I I really don't think I can stay on hold. And then I thought I should probably record this because nobody's going to believe how mm-hmm. bad it is. Mm-hmm. And then I started to think, all right, if they do pick up, the first thing I'm going to say to them is your hold music mm-hmm. is horrifically bad. Can you tell me what industry it was, please? Uh, it's in the watch industry. The watch industry. Okay. First Time of piece all, industry. Okay. Okay, Mr. Man of the People, Granite City. It, this you, is not. It's not you like are on hold because of a timepiece. It's not. Well, you it's even not like own a watch, much less a watch for which I would call customer service. Listen, it's not a. Any Rolex we're talking about? Well, Rolex would not use that song. No, <laughs> they better. Wouldn't that not. be amazing, though? Oh my! Thank you for God. calling Rolex. Can you? I've never heard of anything so bad in my life. That's incredible. It's just that high pitched. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. Who came up with that? I don't know. What's the, okay, what's the best 
customer service experience you've ever had. Even if you don't remember the experience, who who's got the game? Chatting with Amazon. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Like I the do the, online I do the chat? chat? Yes. And if I had the option of the online chat with this company I called, then I would have done that instead. Because that music... I. I've never done that before. I've never hung up because of the music. I've mm-hmm. hung up because well, I can't wait 15 minutes or I can't do this. I got to go or whatever. I've done that for time constraints, but I've never done it because the the music whole the music was so, was so unlistenable. That's you horrific. Know, customer service is everything. Customer service will now determine where I shop to a point. I mean, obviously, if you're not going to like a fancy luxury, luxury brand, but within within your price range, within your budget, customer service 100% determines where you shop. Because you know, if I make a purchase and anything goes wrong, yeah. they charge me uh, tw- twice. They The delivery doesn't get scheduled. Whatever it may be, there are certain companies that are the seventh circle of hell. And when Dante was writing about the seventh circle of hell... Just talking about Pottery Barn? Yes. That's, I knew you were going to say that. Uh, love our people at Pottery Barn. No, I don't. Listen. <laughs> Listen, this has been going on for so long, and I have not said the name on air. This is the Pottery Barn customer service. I don't know what. I will never shop there again. So, like, oh, guess what? I think they're going out of business. They're running out of money. It used to be that if you bought something from Pottery Barn, you got charged when it was delivered. Now they charge you as soon as you order it. So before it gets delivered, like six months ahead. But here's the thing. If you bought something before they had this policy and it hasn't yet been delivered, they retroactively charge you for the thing you haven't gotten yet, which is especially irksome when you never get the thing, but it's been marked as delivered. So would you rather have that or this? Depends on who picks up. Because I I conceded... Listening to this, I conceded. I said, well, I'm just, I'm keeping the thing. I'm not returning it. Did you really? Yeah. I'm like, I can't, I can't listen to that for more than a couple of minutes. Okay. Tell me what you would do in this situation. 314-436-7900. We want to hear your thoughts on this and customer service in general. Uh, I ordered a hutch for the dining room. A hutch. From. You are 95 years old. (laughs) I love it. I'm so excited. It's the first (laughs) hutch I've ever ordered. I'm 40 years old. Never had a hutch before. I got a hutch. Um, You know, overstock.com? Yeah. I like that place. I've purchased stuff there before. Overstock.com. Guess what? Purchased by Bed Bath & Beyond, which I thought went out of business. But when you type in overstock.com, you get automatically redirected to Bed Bath & Beyond, which miraculously is somehow still in business and now sells only furniture. online only online so we got this hutch looks nice it's good and it's you know it's a it's a bargain price i will say with overstock having purchased several things before it is a little bit of a crapshoot one time i got three bar stools from my little apartment i didn't have a kitchen table i just put three stools around the counter two of the stools were fine one of the stools was broken but here's what they did they broke the leg and then thought, well, the leg is broken, but let's at least it anyway? let's bubble wrap the broken part of the leg, which they did. They <laughs> bubble wrapped the leg and then put it back in the box. And um, I love it. yeah, so you kind of get that. So this hutch was uh, defective. There are two doors and the handles don't line up. They're like six inches uh, askew. <laughs> They're not, they don't line up. And then there's two bolts that randomly come out of the bottom of the hutch and obviously are not supposed to be there. <laughs> So, 
What? <laughs> I'm just saying. I wanted a discount. I can deal with the askew handles. Maybe we can try to fix them. Yeah, maybe you could. We got $500 in but credit. But I, I hope when you call back, you have to listen to this this music. This this text. Oh, Big Blonde Dan says, geez, that's bad. I'm 99% sure that's from a Black Mirror episode. Another texter. That is by far the worst hold music I have ever heard. Thank you. I know I'm not nuts. <laughs> There's, hold on. I'm not going to name the store. You can... Uh, Speaking of mm-hmm. a local retailer, yeah. their music is so bad, I'm in and out in less than a minute. Absolute zero bangers in there. <laughs> <laughs> there I won't call customer service because there are no bangers on the whole. Longer than normal wait time. Yeah. Your call will be answered in the order it was received. Oh, really? Please stay on the line for further assistance. Do something about the music. You know, All I think right. I think this is scientific. I think oh. they've done this to drive to, you off the so, phone. Yeah. Because with grocery stores, the music is strategic. The which foods are at eye level is strategic. If you remember the show, the since you're a mall guy, I'm Love a mall guy. Mall. Express, you know that store? Yeah. That always feels like a European like rave. It's always like, well, that's what, do you know why they have the, the music like that? Why? Because it gets you excited and it makes you want to buy more. Hmm. That's what they say. I don't know if it actually works. Uh, we are told that it... <sighs> I, I'm not kidding you. I fell asleep thinking about that music. I've never hung up on customer service because I couldn't stand the music, and I did it last yesterday. I go, well, I guess I'm just keeping that thing and paying for it. So it worked. Anyway, way to go, watch company. You really got me. You really, really got me. Uh, 314-436-7900 is the phone number. It's Chris and Amy on KMOX. It's Chris and Amy on KMOX. Amy Marks, Kors, and uh, Chris Ranji. Your text message is 314-436-7900. Doug from Staunton says, uh, thanks for sharing your pain. Now I will hear that over and over all day while driving. Wait, what is he talking about? Hear what, this? I can't stop singing it or humming it. I did too in my head. I'm thinking of it. This part, this part slaps. Oh, the bridge. The bridge is awful. Okay, just keep going back to it. Woof. Uh, <laughs> this text message says uh, from a three one four. The woman who doesn't have room in her kitchen for a trash can has room in her apartment for a hutch. Hey, baby, I'm getting married. (laughs) He has a house. (laughs) Mason Jar has a house, fellas. And guess what that house needs? A hutch. Yeah, I. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm being domestic for the first time in my life. I've never bought a hutch before. It's very exciting. I'm sure it is. I've never had a house before. I really believe you. Uh, multiple people have suggested that music is artificial intelligence, like it's what no. AI would come up with if you <laughs> said, okay, give me Honestly, uh, bad jazz hold music. I didn't think you could insult AI, but that would do it. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're the smartest minds in the world. Sam Altman and OpenAI creates that. Everyone's like, what's the what's the point of that? I'm going to give you another customer service uh, 
place, and I'm going to name them too because Good I, bad. they bad, horrible. Okay. And I had it over the weekend. I knew I would. It was New Year's Eve. Yeah, you know it's going to be a thing. So I I usually use Lyft as yeah. opposed to Uber. A lot of times Lyft is cheaper, and I have heard from drivers that Lyft treats them better than Uber does. I don't know if that's the case, but drivers have said that. So I I got the car, and then I. Um, it's on the way and it's close. So I step outside to leave and it gets, it, I'm watching it on the map. It gets in my area, goes way past where I'm at. And I'm thinking, you know, like I've told you before, I think maybe the most stressful thing in the world right now is being able to see where your delivery driver or your Uber driver is on a map. Because all you do is look at it and go, where the hell is he going? And why, why is he going the wrong direction? Why do they it just get, makes you angry. Get stuck sometimes on like this one right turn or a left turn, and you're thinking they're so close. Should I run there? Have you ever thought that? Yeah, Should I've I done just that. go to them? Yeah, so you ended up over by the arch. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing there. Anyway, canceled. Uh, I thought oh, okay, and this was after waiting several minutes to get a car to accept. Next car, several minutes before one accepts, it does. It's on the way. It gets close. Cancels. This happens three times in a row. I stood outside for over an hour waiting for a car. And what they don't do is give you any sort of number to call or anybody to contact. It is just, it is impossible to reach customer service for Lyft. Hmm. Impossible. But I was on one, man. I was ready to light them up. And I couldn't get a hold of anybody. And I finally got in a car and I said, listen, I know this is not you. This is not your fault. You have got to give me a phone number because I need to wear somebody out. And he says, we don't even know who to call. I'm like, okay, that's great. You're that's a funny great. guy. Oh, my God. You're a funny guy. Because it's not a Karen, but it's you want to speak to the manager. I was about to become a Kraken. I was, I was so PO'd. I was yeah. so mad. Yeah. Uh, a text message says, Chris, would you say that hold music is shrill? <laughs> that's a loyal listener. You tell me. Like you typed in all of my characteristics and said, AI, make a song that represents Amy. Oh. <laughs> Just over and over, it's incessant, going nowhere. It's the same thing over and over again, and it's shrill. It's just like Amy. You like jazz? You like smooth jazz? Woof. All that right. was awesome. Amy oh, Marks Cores, Chris Ranji. We'll recap the show next on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 